Welcome to the Hope United Church Podcast. We are one church with two locations. For video live streams of our services and more information, please visit www.hopeunited.org.uk. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 60-12. This is Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. Uh, Apostle Paul spent most of his time writing letters because he was in jail uh, for most of his uh, saved life. Uh, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in an earthly vessel that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. I spoke about this last night in Dundee. This is the message title coming up here. Uh, Stop creating a religion for complexity. Now, uh, if you're quite new to this church, some stuff we'll say will be like, what? (laughs) What? Uh, uh, we are a thinking church, so no, we're no, not necessarily a feelings-type church. We're not saying feelings don't matter, but we believe in transforming, renewing the mind. Uh, so some of this stuff might, you know, if you're indoctrined in church, sometimes it takes a while for this stuff to kind of penetrate uh, or understand. Uh, we're not trying to be controversial in any way in what we talk about in church. We're just trying to free people, it's for freedom that Christ set us free and to free people up from the containments and the mindsets and the belief systems and often the religion that gets on people Uh, and the meaning of complexity I'm sure you'll know but sometimes it's good to read about what these meanings are and it means to be intricate, a complicated process uh, a difficult transition, the dictionary sometimes explain it as navigating through a maze Uh, or the sum of many different parts. Uh, the best definition I've heard is to be not easily analysed. Uh, to be not easily analysed. It comes from the Latin word mean plated, which means to be intertwined. Uh, it was really the word complex and complexity. It was the start of Carol Gustav Jung's study where he worked in, alongside Freud, uh, who, who are the great psychologists and psycho analyst and psychiatrist of the late 19th, 20th century. Jung kind of veered away from that because he, he realised or he believed that the complexity of people uh, was a lot more uh, less black and white than what Freud had discovered. Alder, another one of the trio, these three guys, Swiss psychiatrists, uh, they all studied around about the same time. They were in the same house group. If you ever feel inadequate, imagine joining that house group. <laughs> They're three geniuses. No, no, not saying that everything I agree with what they say, but uh, Jung particularly was very into the complexities of people's life. Human beings, we are complex. We are complex. Mm -hmm. Problems are complex. Uh, Our lives are very complex. 
Our minds are very complex. Our problems are complex. Our children are very complex. Yeah. If you've got more than one, you'll realise how complex they are. Yeah. They're so complex. They're wired differently. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Your problems are complex. Your yeah. boss and your relationship with your boss and work is complex. Yeah. Uh, your relationship with your husband or your wife is complex. Yeah. <laughs> your, your work life balance is complex, if there ever is one. Your finances are complex. Uh, Everything about your life is complex. How we think is complex. How we come to faith is complex. How we understand things is complex. How we are wired is very complex. Uh, The problem is, is that we, religion, has tried to remove the complexity of people. That's what it does. It moves the complexity of people. That, uh, and I think the church and Christianity has got a fear of personalities. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a fear of individual people. Yeah. The church in general. We, we, to the degree that I'm not like Jesus is to the degree that the Christian hackers are turning me into Jesus. Yeah. And I don't mean Christian hackers as in uh, the New Zealand rugby team. I mean hackers as in as in people who hack away at your life if you have ever been religioned. I mentioned this in Dundee. I have been religioned many times by religious people because I don't fit into their bracket of somehow what I should look like uh, to the degree that I don't look like the Jesus they see is to the degree that they want to change me. Uh, and I think there's a few reasons why we fear that and uh, why we fear individuals and being different uh, and understand that. Uh, and I'll say it this way, sometimes the loonies and the crazies and the psychotics uh, have been able to manipulate personalities and stuff in church where we have went over the top with uh, the Pentecostal flaky stuff where people are barking like dogs or something like that, the, the, the stupid stuff that, 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 that turns God and uh, us into gods. Uh, yeah. And it, there's a problem when the people got hold of stuff because they end up becoming God. Mm-hmm. They, you don't need God because you became a God. Yeah. Reiki, for instance, uh, is... The highest form of Reiki is your God. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hear me here. If you don't know, if maybe you're not into this stuff. I'm no, if you're into it, fair enough. You, you can go on your own journey with that. But please don't just listen to the Reiki master. Because yeah. he's got a different motive. Yeah. Let me, here's the problem with Reiki and this stuff where you become the God. Because the highest form is, because uh, you, know, you can hover. You're a hoverer. You just hover over people's life. You just hover and you can heal people by hovering in the name of nobody. In the the name of energy. Here's the problem with Reiki. See, because it claims to be an energy, that means it can be measured. There lies the problem. No, they're a a big flaw with Reiki is because it's an energy, it can be measured. So guess what scientists and doctors and smart people did? And guess what they've done for years? Yes, they've measured it. Because they say it can be measured because it's an energy, so it can be measured. Faith can't be measured. It's not a get out of jail free card, but it can't be measured. Energy can be measured. 
So what happens, what they've done is since way for years and years, they've measured it. They've measured to the point of yours. This is how this is how detailed they've measured it. They've measured it that much that they've done tests on it, all different tests. One test in particular, the most conclusive test, was done with a young girl. She's she was about ten years of age, really, and she'd done this test on because it's an energy. I don't want to get into this. I want to move on with this because it, the, the point I'm making about this, and just in case we get sidetracked here, is is that. That when we become the God, then we don't need God. There lies the problem. When we become our own healer. I can't heal in Mark's name. Or an energy that cannot be measured. So they'd done the test and they found that they had, the way they'd done it with hands, they hovered. Hovered over people's lives. And they guessed, they actually got it right, less right, by feeling it than they did guessing. Wow. Go and study it yourself. Yeah. It's a, because it's an energy, it means it can be measured. Wow. And then, but the Reiki masters will say that, ah, but you don't, you don't understand how it gets measured. Energy is measured. You can measure energy. Yeah. This is, yeah. we've got details to measure energy. Yeah. No, no, and you can measure energy and they're now at the stage now they say, like, ah, look, please don't spend any more money ever. We will refuse to spend ever another penny on trying to find the truth of Reiki. Because the energy that they claim cannot be measured in any way, shape or form. It's unmeasurable because it doesn't exist. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's scientific placebo. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. It's scientific placebo, meaning it's a main thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scientific placebo. Yeah. And that stuff, making people our own God sometimes, and then we get that in church and we go to the opposite where then we worry or we concern. Listen, see if you're interested or you've ever been involved in that stuff, you want to hear any more about that stuff, come and see me and I'll tell you about it. I'll go and tell you what to study. Mm-hmm. No, don't, don't take my word for it. I'll go and tell you what to study in case you get embroiled in that stuff. Here's the problem with that stuff. Let me just say, here's the problem with that stuff. How do you hover over treating your kids right? Where's, it, where's the energy? For, where did you get that? How, 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 how do you deal? How do you deal with? How do you deal with uh, the resentment? Yeah. 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 Where's it? Oh. How do you deal with sin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. What I found is, is, see the people that end up being the hoverers. They never have let anybody hover over their own life. Let, let me hover over your life and let's psychoanalyze you. Let's hover over your life. No, because you're hovering is often an excuse for you not to deal with anything. Yeah, yeah, because if I'm the hoverer and I'm the healer and I'm the fixer, then that's my, that's my get out of jail free card for never dealing with me. Yeah, yeah. I, I never need to deal with me. I never need to deal with my problems. I never need to deal with anything. No, uh, I, I was getting too close to the bone. I met loads of people who are involved in that stuff who at one point were getting close to Jesus. But it was getting too sore. <laughs> it was getting too sore. Because what was happening is they were going to have to deal with their own stuff and they were going to have to deal with the truth that sets them free and they were going to have to deal with their, their past and they were going to have to deal with their, their shame and they were going to have to deal with their lack of forgiveness and they were going to have to deal with all that stuff that, 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 that just get too scary. Yeah. So I'll become a horror instead. Uh, yeah. uh, so... In amongst all that stuff, I understand why the church then fears people becoming individuals. Yeah. Uh, 
towards individual expression or who you are as an individual uh, because some people have went down the wrong road with it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't help people. The other reason is law. Uh, the religious law has turned faith and grace back to works. It's turned faith and grace back into works. Yeah. It becomes about behaviour and formats and models. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes about a model. Yeah. So if I follow a model and I follow a behaviour, but what if you don't fit into that model? And you don't fit into that behaviour? What if that? What if you struggle with that as a human being? What if that doesn't fit how you come to know Christ? Yeah. Uh, the model has little room for personalities. Uh, religion has little room for people who think a bit different. Oh. Religion is no room, really, for Doubting Thomas, yeah. which I've talked about many times. Religion is no room for Doubting Thomas, who Jesus, who Jesus didn't call Doubting. Yeah. It's just we called him Doubting because yeah. he thought differently. Yeah. I like to call him Different Thomas yeah. uh, because he thought differently, came to faith differently. Yeah. Uh, his doubt was was his driving force to finding answers. Yeah. Uh, and so, so law, law can't cope with that stuff. The law uh, and the works is what matters. So here's what I'm going to say here, and this is a bit of a mind thinker here. You and Jesus is the key to religion. Wow. You and Jesus. Mm. What about Jesus and you? Yeah. Yeah. Which the Bible talks about so much. Jesus in you is a great, much greater gift to the world than you and Jesus. Yeah. Now, l- let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, in Christianity, when we have a model that, that doesn't serve people, uh, it doesn't serve different types of people, then all that matters is, is that we, we all become like Jesus to the degree that we're not the same. If you ever, if you ever look at it, when I, when I first got saved, I went to a church, and the church I went to is, is to the degree that I wasn't like them who went, was, was to the degree the model that they were creating in me, yeah. to become like them. Yeah. So like, right, you know, there, there's bits in you that's no beneficial. There's bit, no realising that these things are the greatest gift to your life. They, those assets, those individual, those unique things that's yeah. in your life are, are what Jesus uses yeah. Yeah. in your life. But we, religion doesn't like that because it's too complex. Yeah, it's too complex. So we'd rather make people, we'd rather make people like, right, Jesus, you and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now people ask, well, is it, does it no mean we are in Christ? Yeah, no, in the context I'm saying, but Christ in us. Yeah. Christ in us is completely different. Yeah. You know, Stacey, you just because you, just you said amen there and I heard you or whatever you said there. I seen your post this morning and I was, as I read your post this morning, I thought, you've got to love this. <laughs> because your post said something like, I can't wait to see what else Jesus is going to do through me. Wow. Yeah. And that's the key. Yeah, it's what Jesus is going to do through you. Yeah. And he's going to do it through you. Nobody changing you into looking like every other person. Yeah. He's going to have to keep the perfectly good bits that are okay in your life, those individual bits, those great things that's in your life, and uh, personality, uniqueness, individuality. No. No. Rather than rather than us all becoming this kind of same, well, that's not necessarily so. Our personalities don't matter. 
So we've lost that. We've lost, the church has had a massive influx of people who have got a personality bypass. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have personalities more. There's no individuality. There's no individual expression. Mm-hmm. No, we have to worship. You know, we, we worship that way or that way or that way. We all even do the same moves. As time goes on, you do the same moves. When I get saved, they, they were the, the Pentecostal two-step, if you know what that is. If you've been in it. It's where men done this. And I'm like that. And that was like, you were new in. No, that was kind of what you done. And I'm thinking, that's killing me. But no, my pals would only come to one of these services, ever. Uh, when, you, when you're getting asked to dance, like that Pentecostal dance. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> For years, I think Christianity and church has paid a massive disservice in religion to individuals. Jesus, Jesus was persecuted practically every day for, for celebrating people who were different. For celebrating people who were different. Uh, and uniqueness... To the degree that you're unique in religion is to the degree that, that you're no needed to be unique. Because we're just going to become like Jesus. Yeah. And none of this is a faith that has got a foundation in grace. Really. It's not got a foundation in grace. It's turned grace into works. Uh, every church that claims to be built in grace sometimes struggles to celebrate different types of people. No, they expect people to come and behave like a Christian. Yeah. I, I don't expect people to come to church and behave like a Christian. Can I be honest with you? I don't even know how to behave like one myself at times. I don't even know what that's supposed to look like, personally. Uh, uh, an external Jesus looks for external solutions. It doesn't help bring internal light. Uh, it doesn't bring awareness uh, or personal understanding to your life. It, it, it doesn't stop despair. It, it, it doesn't help us stay positive well weak. Uh, it doesn't help us deal with rejection well or persecution. Uh, as Paul's highlighting in the church in Corinth. Uh, in fact, he was highlighting it through it. Uh, it tries to create a, a, a religion to understand your complexity. Because if I can fit religion into your complex life, then I don't need to understand you. I don't really need to get to know you individually. I don't really need to get to know how you're wired. No, I don't need to get to know anything. I've got an answer for everything. I've got an answer for your problem. I've got a, I've got a, I can hover over your life and just fix everything. I can hover uh, and just heal something. Uh, years ago, uh, and if any of you have been in church any length of time, you've heard me talking about a message called the kite runner. When I get saved... Uh, I was saved a couple of, about a month or so, and I went to a Christian retreat to one of the big manor hotels. Can I, can I rephrase that? Never a big manor hotel. Normally, Christian retreats are get a lesser version of a hotel. Yeah. You know I mean, you usually go to things that are no near as nice as a hotel because we're Christians and we'll put up with anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Seriously. So we go to these things that are a much lesser version than the Marriott. Yeah. You know I mean? They're not no near as nice as that. You know what I mean? The, the, the houses are like some out the 14th century usually, you know what I mean? But it's cheap and us Christians can put up with it, do you know what I mean? Normal, that's what we do. We hire these big places that people go and say, and we hired one of these things and we went and they were about 20 years and we went to this retreat and uh, we're praying. 
We're in the upper room. We're in the upper room. Hear that there, right? That's where we were. It was like the upper room where the disciples were praying. Yeah? We're in the upper room praying, and it went on for about four or five hours, this prayer. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I have got the gift of exaggeration, but this is not. <laughs> I have got, I've, I've always had the gift of exaggeration. Uh, but this is not an exaggeration. We're praying for about four or five hours. Yeah. And I was performing outstandingly. <laughs> To all the religious people that I wanted to show yeah. how serious I was about the Lord. Yeah. I was serious about the Lord here, you know. I was, I was serious about going for it with Jesus. And I was praying my heart out. You know, every now and again opening my eyes just to see if MD seen. I was praying my heart out. I mean, it was like a prayer contest. Yeah. Uh, and as I opened my eyes at one point, I looked at this big picture frame window it needed cleaned. And... Uh, and I looked at the window and there were a guy flying a kite. No a normal kite, one of these big massive kites that if you don't have two people holding, you'll fly. <laughs> no, these big massive kites. And he was flying a kite. And I was praying and a few of the religious people, they would open their eyes from time to time, for all I know, all the time, uh, and look at him. They were disgusted with this guy. They were like, Praying for him. Praying, praying, praying for him to be more religious. Yeah. I, was, I was praying at this Kodak moment. And this is what I felt God speak to me internally. Said, you know what? Here you are performing brilliant prayers, prayers to be free. Wow. And here's a guy at the retreat deciding that he'd prayed enough and out flying kites with kids. No getting caught on my religious performance. The guy was one of the most complex guys I've ever met. He was that complex that the religious people didn't get him. They could, they did not get him. Because the, some, the things he'd done was so unreligious at times. So he was out flying this kite. To me, in all intents and purposes, we're not a care in the world. He seemed to be not a body shirt about this religion. In fact, the same night, the same night we had another prayer meeting, I think we, we, we stopped for about at least a full 15 minutes, you know, <laughs> before we went back into the intense prayer. We no breakthrough again. We no breakthrough again. And we're back in this religious thing again. And he, he decided, because he, he knew where we were going to pray, and he, he commandoed into a cupboard. <laughs> and waited till the prayer meeting started and jumped out and gave everybody the biggest fright I've ever seen. I, I nearly died of laughing. I nearly died. I was like, and I was laughing at everybody dying. No, I, I, I could, and then I had this thing, you know, and I'm going, oh no, they're going to see how unspiritual I am. Do you get what I mean? They're, they're going to see, oh no, I'm, I'm, and they're like, they're laying, they're one, they're, the guy's no, he's no boy, he's like, ah, he's laughing, he's away, staying stuck. He's just been away, he's just like, ah, leave you staying, they're like, oh, they were all cracking up. And do you, know what, do you know what was the most amazing thing? He did not give a rip. He was not the least bit offended with their... They couldn't care less. He was just like... Chill out. Relax. We've been here all weekend. We've not any time to get to know each other. They were... Honestly, I was sitting next to a woman. Somebody says to me, she's a brilliant intercessor prayer warrior. I tried to give a, that's what she says, she says, I tried to have a cup of soup with a woman and have a chat with her, she couldn't talk. <laughs> Go figure, she's an intercessor prayer warrior, she's a social misfit. Yeah. 
I'm like, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You're, you're claiming to... You're, you're claiming to be such a people person, but I can't even... You're eating your soup religiously. Yeah. <laughs> you're even eating your soup in a religious behavioural manner. And here's this guy having all this fun, and I'm like, he's my flipping hero. He's my hero. Everything I was praying for is what he was doing abundantly. He was just having fun. He was just being himself. He was cracking me up. He was, he was, he was absolutely outstanding in every way, shape, or form. And all these kids were loving him. Now, the religious people could not cope with his personality. They could not cope with his difference. They could not cope that he was different, Thomas. Yeah. They could not cope with how he's seen life and has taken life. And, and to the degree that he wasn't religious, it's to the degree that the Christian hackers were like, that'll need to go, that wait till the Lord's finished with him. Yeah. To me, the Lord had done a great job with him. Yeah. No, I, I wish the Lord would have done with, with me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, just do that with me. Can I, can I, can I have the courage to no pray? For flipping five hours with these religious people and go and fly kites with these kids and have fun myself. I wish I had the courage to do the same, but I didn't have the courage to do the same because I was too busy performing. Yeah. I was trying to perform my way out of my complex life. My complex life wanted to laugh and joke. I had other ideas of scaring them. <laughs> I, did. I had other ideas. I had other funny things. I'd other funny things. I was wanting to go and go, let's try this next. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's have a laugh. Let's, for heaven's sake, live. Yeah. Just live. Yeah. I went to Africa with this guy. This is true. I went to Africa. This is what the religious people didn't know. Because see, the thing is, his life was complex. He was different. Yeah. He viewed life differently. He never had a personality bypass when he got saved. Yeah. Oh, we used to break bread and the giving, and honestly, he used to, and he was such a tonic to me because. Although I love God and when I get saved, some of the, ritual, the ritualistic stuff that was done in church just made me nervous yeah. because I didn't know how to behave or perform. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. they're breaking bread and so... We, we, I, call, I called it solemn-faced moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Often, communion is just a moment for you to be... <laughs> so you get, and it was just a moment to be solemn. I got a solemn face moment. It was, it was, it was, it was a bit, it's a bit, it's authentic as processed peas, right? It's no authentic. Seriously, and you would go like that. And I would do it, and I'm, I, I can't do that. And he would do stuff. And I know he was a gift to God to my world. And I believe he was a gift to God to my world because, like, oh, please don't lose your personality, son. I don't want you to have a personality bypass in the way you're making a difference in people's life. And we and we used to take we used to take the wine and he would he would lift to and go ah. Oh. <laughs> and honestly, the religious people would were dying. They were dying. I was like, <laughs> he was just making me feel comfortable in my own skin. We went to Africa. And honestly, we went to Africa. I've never seen. So I'm going there. We're going to do an outreach. We're going to build what we were supposed to be doing, help orphans and all that stuff. We ended up plastering goat sheds and all that stuff. It was crazy. But anyway, we go, we're in Africa and he's seen it as, he's seen it as an opportunity to sunbathe a lot. He's like, and I'm like, you know, coming to day stuff today. He's like, he's like, 800 pounds. 
£800 it cost me to get here. Yeah. I'm taking a day off. Yeah. £800. He found a hotel. How he found a hotel, I do not know, because they were a search party out for him. We couldn't find him. We thought he'd been kidnapped. We thought he'd been kidnapped. We... We con we Congo people for the Congo because where we were in Zambia it's nice we thought you oh he's been kidnapped people saying he's been kidnapped by Congolese Congolese guerrillas right do you know where he was he was in a hotel he found a hotel and we ended up finding him and he's lying at the pool like that. <laughs> not born he's shut and all the religious people are freaking out yeah. they're freaking out do you know what they didn't know see the next day or I think it was the day before. Me and him walked through a township and he had a guitar on his back and he preached the gospel. He must have led about five, six hundred kids to Jesus. Wow. There and then, just sung songs, led all these kids to Jesus. Hun I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. There were people coming out of their houses and falling at their feet crying out for prayer, and he was laying hands on them and healing people and leading them to Jesus, left, right, and centre. But he liked to sunbathe. <laughs> with his big bottle of Ambassador. <laughs> Even when he went to the township and the outreach, he took it an opportunity to put the oil on, just for every now and again to get a wee ray. Time's gone, but the reason I mention this guy is, is because if it wasn't for people that are, and people who are different, and people who are individual, mm -hmm. I believe the Christian police. Do you hear me? I believe the Christian police would have destroyed me. Yeah. I believe they would have ripped my life apart, yeah. and I believe, yeah. not because they're bad people here, because they had, they tried to religion complexity. Mm -hmm. They tried to, they tr the individuality and your personality just did not fit. Yeah. Let me just bring this in. Uh, Fraser, do you want to come up? You know, that guy, just, just, you know, that guy get deeply ostracized in church. And I believe the church, I don't know where he is today. I'm so grateful for him. Uh, I'm that grateful for them that I try and be that kite runner for new people coming to church. Somebody who they can identify with and somebody they can go, you know what? It's all right just being me. It's all right having my take on God. Jesus in you. In you. In your bespoke you is the greatest gift to this world because it'll reach people that other people will not reach and it'll connect with people. And eventually, your bespoke you in church. When new people walk through the door of church, the first thing they look for is somebody like them. Is there anybody like me here? And if we're all our own individual kite runner, then the chances are they'll bump into somebody like them where they'll feel a wee bit more at ease and feel a wee bit more as if they belong and feel a wee bit more loved and feel a wee bit more accepted and feel a wee bit more included. And no worry that Jesus is trying to change them. Yeah. And he's something that he'd never intended you to be in the first place. Yeah. See, the, th the great thing about... See, Jesus in you will turn you into an amazing piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. 
religion will rip you to tatters. Because yeah. it will rip you to bits. Yeah. And it will rip the brilliant stuff in you. And it will rip the, the, the stuff that Jesus has equipped you with. And uniquely gave you totally to bits. This guy was ostracized for church, really, for his difference, because he, he really didn't fit that religious mold. To the point of view, I don't know where he is today. Uh, I hope he's in church somewhere, because the church needs their guys. Yeah. They deeply need their people. Absolutely. I hope so, because it'd be a travesty for the world to miss out on these great people. I wonder how many great people the church is missing out on because they don't tick the box of how they see Jesus and how they see faith and how they see people coming to God. I'll close with reading this scripture again. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. It's Jesus in us. who has shone in our hearts to give light and knowledge of the glory of God and the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthly vessels. See, the greatest treasure is Jesus in us. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Listen to this. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. That wee paragraph there, that wee part there, is saying the resurrection's in us. Instead, he's chasing the cross. It's in us. He's just mentioning there that what Jesus suffered on the cross. That's in us now. Working in us, renewing our life, changing how we see things, changing how we think. Uh, but here's the great thing, always keeping the good bit. Yeah. Always keeping the good bit of you. See, the problem is, religion doesn't keep the good bit of you. Because the good bit doesn't matter. The individual bit doesn't matter. When Jesus is inside us, he always keeps the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The fun bit in you. If you're hilarious, you crack people up, you need to keep that bit. Yeah. Uh, the, the, if you're creative or fun or entrepreneurial or creative in any way, that's the good stuff. It's all the other stuff that God works in, Jesus in you. That stuff just goes, so that that stuff manifests, that stuff comes out, the great stuff. The kite runners in you. Who are, change, who are literally changing the world. But they don't fit religion. They don't fit religion. The church we are building here is a church that religion. Too many people have been religioned. We've been religioned. To the point of view that we don't celebrate each other, we don't celebrate people, we don't celebrate who we are. Jesus in us. cutting off only the things that's no needed yeah. and pruning and watering the things that are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The bespoke things, does the rest of the band want to come up?
that scripture tells me that we don't live at the cross, but we live through the cross. Don't live at the cross, we live through the cross. It's in you. Resurrection's in you. Transformation's in you. Jesus is in you. We're chasing God. It's like chasing your own tail. We're chasing God and God's in you. The problem isn't that God's trying to chase God. The problem is is we're trying to get God. We need to get God out. (laughs) It's trying to get God out of people. We need to get instead of getting God in. It's God out. The resurrection lives in you. Jesus doesn't want to live for you. Religion wants Jesus to live for you. Jesus wants to live through you. How much bigger is Jesus when he lives through us all? How much bigger is he? Walking through your problems, guiding you. When Jesus walks through you, he leaves you intact. That's the great thing. It's the awesome thing about Jesus. See, when he walks through you, he leaves you intact. A true leader is someone who can stand in another man's shoes without taking away the shine. Jesus is able to stand in your shoes without taking away the shine. He's able to correct you and you feel terrific about it. He's able to bring guidance to your life and you still feel good. You don't feel demoralised and you don't feel as if that, oh no, I don't know I'm going to fit. I will close with this. This is my final close. I've had two already. There's less than 5% of people come to church. 5% of people come to church. And I think there are loads of reasons. The enemies at work, we know that. We're not decrying that. There's loads of reasons. But I wonder, I don't wonder, I know for a fact that there's so many people don't because they think who they are would not be accepted. Or who they are wouldn't fit in to church. Or how they're wired or what they're passionate about or what they love or how they deal with life or becomes irrelevant in church. Yet that's the very thing that Jesus wants in church. It's the very thing that he wants in church. So that when people like you come, They'll meet you. And they'll be like, wow, I didn't know. You know, one of the greatest things in my life is, is when you meet somebody you didn't think was a Christian at first glance, and then you find out they deeply love God. And you fell in love with their personality as quickly as you fell in love with their love of God. Don't you just love that? That you actually love them as a person. That you just think, they're just a lovely, they're just awesome. They're just hilarious. And yet they love God as well. They're, they're, they're serving in the kingdom. They're unique. Maybe more people would come to the church if they had room for them. If we had room for difference. If we had room for individual expression. If we had room for people that fold their arms when they worship as well as people who lift their arms. If we had room for the thinkers and the juries out and the people who come to faith by seeing things and the people that come to faith by hearing things. Maybe the hovering crowd wouldn't be chasing stuff that they don't need. 
maybe the Hovern crowd, maybe if we understand the Hovern crowd a bit more and what they were looking for and what actually was missing in their life, maybe they wouldn't need to run to these things. <laughs> maybe they would feel they could fit in church just as they are. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Hope United. You can stay connected with us through our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages.